This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk about the state of taxi services around Metro Vancouver and whether it's time for ride hailing finally in Metro and if we're ever going to get it. What is the deal with taxis in Coquitlam? Here we go again with another horror story. Uh, from Coquitlam. You remember that story last year where that senior citizen, that elderly lady waited for hours in the rain for a taxi? That was in Coquitlam, Bel Air Taxi. That was last year. You remember the mayor there, Richard Stewart, putting that one on the public radar. Here we go again now. This is another one where the mayor has highlighted this one with, once again, another disabled woman uh, saying, same taxi company, Bel Air Taxi saying that she uh, called this taxi to uh, take her to her job at an elementary school. She says the driver failed to turn on the meter when she pointed that out to him. She was a little suspicious about that. Things got a little weird. Her name is Gail Hunter. Here she is speaking to Global News. So this one day I call my cab. I get it online, get the cab to come, and he arrives. And I tell him we're going up to Birchland School, which is just up the road. And almost at the school, he says to me, I didn't put on the fare thing. And uh, I've had this incident many times, that they don't put on the fare. So I had phoned prior to this about a month or so ago to their manager and said, you know, what do you do when they don't put on the fare? And then they say, well, you have to pay X amount of dollars, but it's more than normally the fare that they say. And he said, Gail, technically, you don't have to pay for it, right? You don't, you know, you only pay for what's on the, the fair thing. They don't put it on. You don't pay. Well, I'm not going to ever not pay. I just don't feel right about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So on this day, though, I said to the cab driver, well, technically, if you don't have the fair thing on, I don't have to pay. But as far as I got, he started yelling at me. Okay. Hunter says that's when. The driver became confrontational. Here she is. Turn around. Now, take me back to the school. And he's saying, no, no, I can take you anywhere. I can take you home. I said, you're not taking me home. You're not taking me. Now, he's not even going the direction of my house. He's going in the opposite direction. And I said, turn around now. And I said, I'm phoning your manager. So I don't. And I explained, you know, he's taking me in the opposite direction. He's not taking me to the school. He's still yelling. He's still mad. And I'm saying, why is he going to do this? And he said, oh, he's just running the fair. And I said, no, you know, that's not okay. He needs to turn around and take me back to where I need to go. And he goes, yeah, he is. Okay, as Gail Hunter talking about her taxi trip from hell in Coquitlam. Now, the taxi company involved here, Bel Air Taxi, has apologized to the woman. They say that things didn't go precisely as, as she describes it, but they did apologize to her. A lot of this one being put on the public radar by the mayor out there, Richard Stewart, once again, who says she was effectively held hostage in this taxi cab. Now, here's the deal on this. Does this show, once again, that it's time for ride-hailing services in this city, where the biggest city in North America that still does not have these services, you got a provincial government says, wait, wait some more, it's coming this fall. I'm still a little dubious about whether it's going to happen. Let's check in now with Kirk LaPointe. He's the editor-in-chief of Business in Vancouver. He's been writing about this. Hi, Kirk. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm great. Thanks a lot for coming on. So what, what, what do you think about this lady's story, and what do you think it says about the need for uh, a ride-hailing option here? Well, I mean, it's a horrible story, of course. And um, 
you know, it, it happens uh, at times in our business. It's largely a very reliable, safe uh, taxi business that we have here. The drivers, I think, are, are courteous. They work really hard. Um, but, you you know, it's a human business, yeah. and you're going to find people that actually don't do their jobs well and, and don't uh, take the same pride and care in it. Does it mean that we need ride hailing? Well, I, I think we need ride hailing for a lot of different purposes. And number one, um, the whole idea of not having cash um, is is a, a really big attribute of this. You can simply book uh, all of your ride hailing services across an app, and uh, you never need to carry cash with you. There's never any dispute over that. You're not getting cash tugged and taken away, that kind of thing. And then um, it's just also the supply. Uh, the idea that yeah. uh, that you know you can wait and wait and wait in this town, and uh, since I wrote the most, my most recent column on this, I mean I've had so many people send me email and and tweets saying you know I waited 45 minutes, I waited 20 minutes, I waited, you know they said they were going to show, they didn't show. It, yeah. It's just that we just don't have a large enough supply at the right times of day and night in order right. to service a big region like ours. Right, I think you make some great points there, and I'm I'm glad you pointed out that the vast majority of taxi drivers are just small business people trying to do a good job. And, yeah. and I think that's an important thing to point out because quite often when we talk about this issue, I hear from cab drivers say, oh, you know, you don't like cab drivers. No, no, no. What I'm saying, we need an option. And by the way, there's been lots of horror stories of Uber drivers that have done terrible things in other cities. That's yeah, not the no point. I, I think what you need is you need to have these services, which are now commonplace, literally around the world and i thought you wrote a great column on it do you, th- you think there's some politics at play on this right there definitely are i mean yeah. I, I think that um both the liberals and the ndp perceived uh ride hailing as a bit of a third rail <laughs> politically you didn't want yeah. to touch it too much uh, and i think that there's reason to believe that probably two uh ridings in surrey were uh, were lost to the liberals last election of course that was a difference in the election uh so yeah. you know who wants to mess around with that but the way that they're going about ride hailing in the province is it's going to give us a very weakened version of it. And I think people are going to go, ah, it's no big deal. I don't think it's so great. Well, the fact is that they're, they're putting all kinds of restrictions and barriers and impediments on it. And if I were Lyft or Uber, I'd be really seriously questioning on whether I want to come because it's going to be a very lightweight version of what they're otherwise able to offer elsewhere in North America and around the world. Um, and, and I think that that probably speaks to the idea that the government is very, very bent on protecting the taxi industry. And look, there's a lot of money invested in this. These medallions were really ridiculously expensive. There's a lot of money to be lost as, as uh, time goes on. But I, I thought the big lost opportunity for both the Liberals and the NDP was to come up with a bit of an industrial adjustment plan. Like any other big disrupted industry, you ease people out of this and you ease in the new thing. Instead, what we're doing, we're going to bolt a new industry onto an old industry. And it's, you know, I don't know, Mike, it's like, it's like saying everything that you write online, somebody has got to print out, you know, it's like, you know, there's just, there's a silliness to it. And, uh, and I think it's going to prove to be um, a bit of a disappointment for people when it finally comes. Do you think that transition you were just talking about, do you mean like maybe the government should have offered maybe a buyout program? If, if you want to sell back yeah. your taxi uh, license, you, you could have an opportunity to do that. It could have been any kind of adjustment, you know, uh, uh, extended, you know, extend benefits, extend all kinds of things that would have helped people do it. Uh, give them, uh, give them incentives to come into the new industry. I mean, there, there, there's probably a hundred different ways in which you could do it. And goodness knows, we've done it for other industries in our province that have been heavily disrupted. And 
you know, you and I know there's also a, a federal measure underway right now around the disruption in the media business. And these are types of things that governments do when they recognize that the disruption is severe and that um, you can't you can't preserve the status quo. Um, you have to move on, but you should move on kind of gracefully with as few victims as possible. Speaking of Kirk Lapointe, he's the editor-in-chief of Business in Vancouver Magazine. I think the politics of this thing are are really critical. I think you're right about that. If you take a look at some of these very closely contested ridings in Surrey, for example, like Surrey-Fleetwood, where the NDP knocked off a Liberal cabinet minister there in the last election. Surrey-Guildford's another one. The NDP stole that seat away. I think even Delta North is another one that kind of swung potentially on this issue, where the NDP took that seat away from the Liberals. Ravi Kalon, the NDP MLA there now, big supporter of the, of the taxi industry. This is why, I mean, people sometimes ask me, why can't we get this done? It's because of the politics, I think, around it and the perception, at least, by both parties that this issue, if they're seen to be very pro-ride hailing or anti-taxi, they're going to lose a couple of critical swing seats in Surrey and lose the entire election as a result. Because there's there's no evidence that in uh, proposing that they were going to introduce ride hailing, that the Liberals benefited from it in the 2017 election. You know, it. They, they definitely were talking about it, but it didn't seem to pick up. You know, it didn't get them a millennial vote or anything like that. Um, it didn't help them in the surrounding communities uh, where there's the greatest complaint when people come into the downtown that they can't get back home. It didn't seem to benefit them. It just seemed to be, if anything, um, an opportunity for the NDP to stay rather silent on it, although they did say that they were going to introduce ride hailing by the end of 2017. They just never got around to it. <laughs> and uh, and I think they're going carefully now, really carefully, so as not to upset the apple cart. But I, I have news for you. I mean, that apple cart's upset. And anybody who travels now, um, you know, really uses taxis for some things, ride hailing for other things. And and we're going to have to come up with a hybrid system. It's going to have to be effective. But yeah. the one thing you can't do is introduce a really weak version of ride hailing. That just won't wash. Kirk, thanks for coming on today. Great talking to you, Mike. Take Appreciate care. it. Kirk LaPointe, Editor-in-Chief, Business in Vancouver Magazine.